Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you at Rogers Place, which is going to be very busy over the course of the next uh 30 hours or so. Tonight, the Edmonton Oilers, the Winnipeg Jets. The Oilers got some of their big guns going, including McDavid and Dreisaitl's lines. Clefbaum and Larson on defense. Darnell Nurse, Evan Bouchard, Ethan Bear will be going. Cam Talbot starts in goal. Winnipeg, uh, seven WHL players on their team tonight. The Oilers with six, and uh, we mentioned WHL because tomorrow the Edmonton Oil Kings open up their regular season against the Red Deer Rebels. We just heard from longtime Rebels play-by-play voice Cam Moon. Uh, he's picking... Uh, Lethbridge and Spokane. I don't know if I agree with them on Spokane out in the uh, out in the West, but I, I will say Lethbridge uh, looks to be a pretty good paper. The Edmonton Oil Kings, meanwhile, are, are in a bit of a transition. Uh, they're uh, in a period where they've had five uh, first-round picks over a three-year run, uh, at least in WHL Bantam Draft, but they don't have access to all those players yet. Uh, to talk a, a bit about his hockey team is the president and general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Kurt Hill. Kurt, welcome back to the show. How you doing? Oh, whoa, 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 what's going on there? What's, uh, did I just see what's, I didn't, didn't, didn't hear a word you said there. So what is up with that? Let's go like that. Let's try that again. Kurt, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? There. Now we got it. That was my fault. I, I hit the wrong cue. So, um, so here we are. And just when you thought you're getting ready for everything, a uh, couple surprises. So, I, And I don't know if our listeners would know this because we actually haven't referenced it yet on the show today, but uh, your goaltending depth took a bit of a hit here over the last uh, 72 to 96 hours, and you were forced to make a deal, or not forced, but uh, well, I guess you were forced. Tell us, first of all, who got hurt, what happened, and then what the game plan was moving forward at that, at that stage. Yeah, for sure. I guess we rewind back to having, we had three goaltenders left in camp, um, 18-year-old Todd Scott, 17-year-old Boston Bylas, and um, well, 15-year-old Sebastian Kosa, who is turning 16, could potentially be a 16-year-old in the league this year. So um, Sebastian uh, had a little bit of a freak accident in practice, getting hit up high with a shot and hurting his collarbone. And uh, so he's going to be sidelined for a little bit. And uh, Todd Scott, um, just again, another freak accident off the ice, hurting his ankle. And uh, he's expected to be sidelined any 
at earliest two months. So two of our three guys out. Wow. And this all happened in the la- after the conclusion of the preseason games. That's right. Yeah. No. So forty eight out within forty eight hours, we we're we're down two goalies. So uh, you know we have a lot of confidence in Boston, and uh, but we didn't even have another goalie. We have another goalie on our list. We have two other ones, but uh, they are not, they're not signed goalies. Yeah. So uh, we had to go out and. Uh, with goalie, with these two guys being out for a long period of time, we needed another guy that's going to be able to play minutes, and uh, that's where Dylan Miskew came into the mix. A guy that's uh, been in the league for uh, Victoria and Brandon has has some experience, and he's from Winnipeg, and we're more than happy bringing him in. A guy that uh, won a playoff round last year for the Wheat Kings too, so he has some playoff experience also. All right. So, what was the acquisition cost to get Dylan here? Yeah, it's a conditional fifth-round pick, so uh, depending on uh, minutes played, that could potentially turn into a, a fourth-round pick, but right now it's a fifth. So I mean, that's uh, you made that trade a couple days ago, and boom, uh, you've got a different goaltender. Um, you also got Trey Fix-Wolanski back, uh, and, I mean, he's obviously going to be a huge part of the team, led the team. I think he had, off the top of my head, I think he had like 89 points or something last season. So very productive player. It was just at Columbus Blue Jackets uh, camp. And anytime, I mean, that's your best guy offensively. You get him back, that's a that's a game changer in terms of a, a matchup because there's still some teams in the league that are not going to have their guys back yet from NHL camps. Yeah, that's right. No, we're, ex- we're excited to have Trey back. Obviously, he's our, our offensive, our, our go-to offensive guy, and uh, he just takes the power play to the next level with his skill and his shot so uh, great to have him back at a great camp in Columbus and uh, this weekend specifically uh, we're going to have our full team and uh, from what I know I know Alexiev came back for Red Deer from yes. camp so camp. Yeah. and Barto I'm sure is back as he's, well he's so back as well Cam just mentioned that we're going to have both, the full teams on each side uh, you picked up a couple 20 year olds uh, even though you weren't officially in the role you were at the draft table uh, but uh, you got the 20 year olds at the, the WHL Bantam draft uh, are they going to end up uh, is it Lashevo is that how it's pronounced? Yep. Uh, and uh, and Benjafelt, are they going to end up on the same line, or how's that going to work? Yeah, I think it's. Um, I know tomorrow night. I don't. Uh, they're not starting on the same line. It's. Uh, I think right now. We really only had our full team play one game of exhibition, yeah. so uh, the lines look good there, what we had last game, so I think Brad's kind of got a feel for that uh, for tomorrow night, but I think it's going to be a little bit of a work in progress, see how things go. Uh, a lot of it's going to be to see who clicks well with Alistrov, too, the new European player. It's I think it takes special... When he's going into a top six role, it takes special players for him to play with to get comfortable early. So we're going to try to find that combination. Too. And you got him number two overall in the CHL import draft. This is a guy that is he he's draft eligible this year, right? That's right. So I mean, is this a guy that could conceivably join Matt Robertson as a potential first round draft choice? Or are we talk? I mean, what's what have you? I mean, you were in that role last year with the Chicago Blackhawks. I mean, what have you heard on that front with him? Well, I mean, if everything absolutely clicks throughout the year, I think there's a chance. I mean, he could have. I, I mean, anyone could squeeze. squeeze into the first round and late in the first round, whatever. But uh, I think for him, it's going to be how well he can transition into the North American game and how long that takes. He's still learning English. He's still getting getting comfortable over here. It helps that we have another Belarusian on the roster to assist him with the transition a little bit. But I think for him, it's, you know, how quick can he transition? I know a lot of times those guys coming over, the European players, sometimes takes a full year. So he's been pretty good in the preseason. We expect him to, to get going, if not right away, the second half of the season, him to really pop. Uh Brett Kemp was a player. We've talked about him before. Uh, we're joined by Kurt Hill. He's the president and GM of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, Kemp was acquired a couple of years ago when Randy Hench was the GM of the team. That was the Aaron Irving trade. Pedestrian, like, okay numbers, not great last year. Is there more growth in his game? What do you think is going to happen there? Yeah, I think he's got a lot of upside. He went to Vegas uh 
both their camps. They ran development camp and uh, training camp this year. So uh, he had a great camp down there. He's got a great attitude since he's been back. And, uh, you know, for him, going undrafted in the draft, this is a big year for him. And he knows that he's got to be – the biggest thing with him was consistency last year. Right. And sometimes that takes players in this league a little while to get used to and find that. So that's the big, his biggest focus this year is consistency. And if he can find that, I think he's got a chance to go in the draft next this year. You have a winger that I saw last year. He's about six foot four, six foot five. Cope. I believe it's David Cope. And, and he, he's an intriguing prospect because he's got some skill at that size and he's not timid. No, for sure. Yeah, David's, and he's a late birthday, so it's his draft year, first year draft yeah. this year. So uh, he's a guy that uh, we, we've already had some calls from NHL teams here before the season's even started just because of his size and the way, the skill and the skating that he has for a guy that big. And, you know, he's still got a ton of development to do with his with his body just because he's sprouted up so quick. So I think there's a lot of upside there in David. Jake Neighbors is now a full-time member of the Edmonton Oil Kings, uh, and he was the fourth overall pick in the WHL Bantam draft in 2017. Uh, I know he, he, got, he was injured early in camp. Uh, did he end up getting into some games uh, late in preseason? Yeah, he did. He ended up playing, um, I believe it was three games in the preseason after he, he came back. It was minor, a little, just a minor injury that he had a week off, but uh, he's looked good in camp. He's you know, when you watch him, when fans come here and they see him play, they're not, they're not going to believe he's a 16-year-old, the way that his maturity level and his physical stature on the ice already. So he's a guy that's going to be a big part of the team here early in his career. We're joined by Kurt Hill. Kurt, we had this conversation, and, I mean, hey, you can – I mean, you were with the Hawks last year. Two WHL players went in the first round last year. And one of them, uh, the Russian that's playing for Red Deer, was, a, for me, a little bit of a surprise. I thought he might be an early second-round pick. I, no one was surprised that Ty Smith went. I think everybody knew Ty Smith was going to go in the first round. Some people thought that Ty Smith might be going to Edmonton at number 10. But uh, the the Hawks and the uh, Oilers both ended up getting right-shot defensemen. Uh, you guys got Boquist, and then the Oilers got Bouchard. So, um but Matt Robertson is uh, Bob McKenzie put out. I, I do watch those sort of things, like the McKenzie show when he puts out that, or the take a look at the buttons list. Uh, Craig Button did our show for years until Bell purchased another radio station in this market. But uh, is that something that uh, you're interested in? Just in, in as now you're in a new role as a manager in a league, just to get a sense and a feel what people are saying out there about guys. Yeah, for sure. I, I like to look at the stuff. It's good to know, just grow your hockey knowledge in the league. And I also like to know what the other teams in the O and the Q are doing at the same time and, and what they have coming for, for young for young prospects and which teams out there, you know, have a lot of young depth as well. It's 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 nice to see what they're doing and the different philosophies GMs out there might have. And uh, obviously in the West here, it's going to be a special year. There's a lot of, as we saw at the Holinka, there's lots of really good talent from Western Canada. I know I tweeted out before the Holinka started, uh, Kurt, five names, and those five names are in the top 11 for McKenzie. So I, I guess we got a little bit lucky there. One of those guys is one of your guys, and that's Matthew Robertson. McKenzie's got him ranked 11th. Um, we'll see. Like, you know... Could maybe you know maybe goes there maybe goes somewhere between fifteen to twenty. Uh, but just a thought on uh, his progression and what you've seen through uh, training camp and into the exhibition play. Yeah, no, Matt. Matt's been great in the room. He's he's a guy that guys gravitate to already. He's he's got so much maturity for a young guy. I mean, lots of guys do that are obviously at that stature and they're they're going to get drafted that high in the draft. They've been through a lot already and they, they know how to deal with the media and they know all that already. So uh, he's a guy that's going to play big minutes for us this year and somebody that we're going to lean on. Obviously, last year, he already he's already been through it. He was playing 30 minutes some nights last right. year as a 16-year-old. So we know he's got that capability, but, uh, you know, he's he knows he's... The best thing about Matt is he knows he's got things to work on and he wants to get better every day, which is going to... Which I think he can only get better in his career. Give us the name of a player uh, we're joined by Kurt Hill, the president and general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Give us a name of one of your guys that we haven't mentioned yet that you think 
you know, could potentially be a player to watch this season? Maybe it's a forward, uh, you know, or maybe somebody on the back end that you think is poised to have a, a bit of a breakout campaign. Yeah, I think, well, we haven't mentioned Jackson Alexander yet, the player that we got from Swift Current in the trade. I mean, he's a, he was at Holinka camp. He's one of the last cuts for the team, and uh, he whether if it wasn't as strong as a group as it was this year, he could have been a guy that could easily been on that team. So uh, smaller puck-moving D-man, skates well, has good vision, and um, in great condition, too. He's going to play big minutes for us, and he's, he's a good power play guy as well. So I'm going to date myself a bit. Uh, I grew up at a time, I mean, speaking of uh, Jackson Alexander, played for uh, Manny Viveros last year, and so I'm a 66 born. And, there were, and we're going to go down a path here just in terms of how much the Western Hockey League has evolved. I don't know if you saw the, the Max Domi thing last night. Uh, it wasn't pretty. Uh, that said, I, I come from a generation where if you're sitting there jostling with a guy or chirping at a guy, you better be prepared to, to back it up. The league has moved. I mean, nobody wants the days of Brian Wells, who with the Regina Pats, you know, trying to break Mark Tenorti's uh, hands uh, with a with a wicked slash because he doesn't really want to fight him and wants to stick him. But uh, and uh, your coach played with uh, Wells, you'd, you'd know the incident. You played in the Western Hockey League in the mid two thousands in Kelowna. So after guys like. Fedoric and uh, Scott Parker, like Gavin McLeod, was like the third toughest guy in that team, and he was six foot five and two hundred twenty pounds. Like they were, they, they had super heavyweights. Even when you played in the mid two thousands, how many guys uh, fought when you were in the league? Like on a team, would you say eight of the eighteen skaters, eight, you know, half the team? Because thirty years ago, everybody did, and it's it, it it's less of an issue, I think, than ever before. Is, it, is there, is there going to come a point here where it's just completely – is it already irrelevant in major junior hockey? You know, I don't think it's irrelevant. Um, there's, still a t- there's still a place for it right now. I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to go anywhere anytime, like, soon, soon. Yeah. I think eventually it's just going to get wiped out, and that's just by the nature that the kids don't want to fight anymore. They, they don't have any ambition to want to go out there and do How that. many – like, you were in the league for, four, what, four years? Four years, yep. How many did you get into in those four? Like a couple of year type thing, and I think I had maybe twenty in my career. Twenty, yeah. yeah. But yeah. that was I was a smaller guy in the league at that time. And I, to answer your other question, I think when I played, seventy five percent of the team could fight, and fifty percent of the team did when they had to. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. So we're going back. You know, that's thirteen or fourteen years ago. And I, I mean, I, no, it, which is not to say nobody wants the, the new Westminster Bruins coming back, where they have a bigger defense than the Philadelphia Flyers at that time. And you know, they're sitting there getting in bench clearing brawls of the Victoria. I mean, that stuff is gone. You know, the WHL's got a an excellent education program. I mean, I see it just through the University of Alberta. All the years I've been connected there. I mean, the caliber of and maturity of the student athlete that they get in hockey compared to all the other sports, not even close. But I, I do still think there needs to be an outlet for it. I, last night, uh, that, that's a tough one for me because from my perspective, I thought Ekblad maybe should have defended himself a little bit more. Um, but it is still exists. I mean, how many you guys played how many preseason games? Five. Any scraps in those preseason games? Not for us. Not one fight in preseason? But one in camp. One in camp. One in camp, and it, was, it wasn't even... I don't even know if they threw a punch. Right. So, like, the guys don't want to do it anymore at the end of the day. We talk a lot. I know Brad talks to them. There's, you don't have to be, you don't have to fight to be tough. 
Like you can still be tough and not fight. Right. And that's just the message that we that the, the guys got to know. They just like blocking shots is being tough at the same time. Right. Getting, get, getting hit to get pucks out on the half wall that's being tough. Too. Sure. So we talk about that a lot with the kids now. But it really and it's just going to eventually go away, kind of like the dodo bird. That's the inevitability of the situation. So for those of us that sit there and uh, loosen up before a broadcast by watching fights from the 1970s and <laughs> 1980s, 20 years ago from now the broadcasters won't be doing that anymore, eh? On YouTube. Uh, what? Just a final question here, Kurt, for you. First year here, you and Brad working together um, with Luke Pierce, who's important because he's been in the league, and that's going to help you guys. What's realistic for you guys with with the team? Like, if you look like from my perspective, I think given the transition that's occurred and where you're going with some of your younger players, I would say 30 to 35 wins would be fair. Like, you know, that would be like if you guys were 25 or less, I think that'd be disappointing. But I'm not the guy managing the team. You're managing the team. Like, what is sort of a realistic benchmark? You know what? We, we've talked a lot in the room and, and with our players, and the biggest thing that we're trying to get through to them is it's about you know, the everyday thing and, and getting the small things accomplished here first. And I think we haven't put a real expectation on the, in the room on the players. Like, this is where we need to be by the yeah. end of the year. I think it's a, it's an ever-evolving thing, and we're just focusing so on the it, little it, things right now. So it's more about the process than the end result at this stage yeah, for we, your group? We do. We believe that if we can we can change the mindset of the players, some, well, not everybody, but we got to change everybody on the team. We have new management. We have new coaches. But at the same time, the players got to commit to changing too because they've been a last-place team the last two years. So if they come back just wanting to do the things they've been doing before, it's not working. So we're trying to get them to change the process as well, um, the way that they think, the way that they, you know, prepare for games and the way that they, you know, just manage themselves as people at every day in their lives, like getting proper sleep, getting eating right and going to school and doing the right thing. So we're dealing with a lot of that. And we feel if we can get the systems across that Brad wants to teach and we can get them doing these little things and the wins will come. Kurt, we appreciate the time. Keep the headset on for 15 seconds. We're going to throw it to break and wrap up orders now. Uh, the Amazon. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kings tomorrow against the Red Deer Rebels. The Edmonton Oilers tonight against the Winnipeg Jets in preseason action. This is Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. 154 in Edmonton Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. Stoffer recommendation, Mediterranean chicken. We had the uh, the chef's mistake last night. A little bit of ham and pineapple, pepperoni and mushroom. like to thank Wood Guy for uh, being a good driver. And uh, setting us up for the Armchair Hockey League. 
Royal Pizza. You can visit royalpizza.ca, download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. To this day in order's history for New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company, they remind you that booking with a travel agent will provide you a peace of mind wherever you travel. On this day in 2003, the orders announced the goaltenders for the Heritage Classic. It was a stacked trio. Grant Fuhr, Andy Moog, Bill Ranford. Thanks for coming out. That's this day in Oilers history. Yes, indeed. Uh, I'm missing a liner here. Where did it go? I got to find it. I can't find it. Well, we'll have to double plug somebody on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. Thank you to everybody that texts us. If you've not heard, it's just broken. Max Domi suspended for the rest of the preseason? That's it? Wouldn't have been nothing back in the day. No question about that. We will have the uh, City Ford face-off show tonight, 5.30. Reed Wilkins, Jack Michaels, Rob Brown, and myself from Rogers Place, the Oilers and the Winnipeg Jets. Up next, uh, news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Jet Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Gross. So long, everybody from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.